everybody welcome to that's what we said and today we're here with an amazing I know I say this a lot but one of the best people I know she's beautiful she's smart she's you know just a good family friend and we're gonna introduce her right now super excited I've been waiting for this for like a year but she wouldn't like podcast with me <laughs> so she finally gave in because she can't move but Hello. Hi. Ami. That's Ami Raul Desai. Purvi, I've never expected you to be so nice to me before. So I'm not very nice. I'm blushing. I know. You're not very nice to me ever. No. But that's so. special about our relationship. We are like, we're practically sisters because we rag on each other like crazy. Yes. So thank you for that warm welcome. You're welcome. That's the only, that's the nicest I'll be this year. So accept that. I will take it. Okay. Perfect. Um, so today, what are we talking about? I don't know. You tell me. What do you want to know about? Well, I think like a lot of people that, a lot of the listeners that know Ami know that she's on Instagram. She's, you know, um, she's been promoting, you know, brands from makeup and clothing and just all around. She's just, you know, perfect for all those brands. But I think people want to know who is Ami? We never get to, we see inside through pictures, but we don't see inside verbally right um so kind of want to know about you and what you you know who are you yeah I mean that's that's a very open-ended question I think um I think you're right that social media kind of gives you this really pretty curated picture of who everyone is mm -hmm. and I do try to kind of show people more in-depth um, aspects of my life through stories especially mm -hmm. and then I have like those little highlight bubbles that I mm -hmm. kind of do like an about me page a lot of people are always really interested in my relationship with my husband, which is so funny because he's so private that mm -hmm. he, it's like pulling teeth mm -hmm. to have him do anything. Not that he doesn't want to. I think he just, with family yeah. stuff, likes to be a little bit more private. But um, I think it's really sweet because there's so many people that love the dad he is. Yeah. He is the best dad, the best guy. Like, he really I, is. he's just like the most genuine person I've ever met. Yes. He's definitely one of those people that I think makes you a better person yeah whoever's around him you know I yeah. think he makes you think he's generous he just I don't makes you want to be a better person I know I'm kind of biased because I'm his wife but I know I feel that way I'm not biased and I love him like I the first time I met him he was just like so embracing to me yeah. and I'm like you don't even know me because I I know on me through my sister um sister's husband and so um when I first met Viral, I was just like this guy is so great he would just hug me yeah. like with real true feeling you yeah. know so, so yeah, so I think, I think it's interesting because I think especially I, for me, the way I operate with social media, it's like people use it as either a job mm -hmm. and, um, and then their private lives are very separate. Yeah. For me, it's very mixed. Mm -hmm. My Instagram is a lot of who I am as a person too. Mm -hmm. So what you see is almost what you get. Like mm -hmm. I will be raw. I will be with no makeup on in stories. Yeah. Just telling you like the madness of homeschooling during COVID and mm -hmm. you know, um, or if I'm getting dressed up and going out with, yeah. you know, friends. Yeah. So I think I try and share all those aspects where I think it's interesting because I do have a lot of friends who are content creators that um, show one side, mm -hmm. which is very much like tutorials, 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 mm -hmm. and then nobody knows that they have kids and family, mm -hmm. and that's great yeah. to each their own. Everyone right. has right, obviously. It's however they want to use their space. For me, I enjoy sharing those aspects of it. And for me, that's also a lot of my brand partnerships and things are around that. Like mm -hmm. right now, being basically almost 10 months pregnant, yeah. um, I 
like sharing the progress and the mm-hmm. journey as a third time mom, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. at 38. Like, I think it's really interesting. It's been great because I feel like I can talk. To, I, I almost envision myself as like the big sister mm-hmm. on Instagram. So, yeah. like, I have some 20 somethings that are asking me about skincare mm-hmm. and um, maybe thinking about starting a family, getting married, because yeah. I got married very young at 25. And we're going to talk about that because her love story is phenomenal it's really it's really cute and you know she's the only one that i know that has this love story and we'll talk about you know we'll talk about that a little more yeah so um but so yeah i just i kind of like sharing all of it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i enjoy um giving little peeks of everything and also i think it kind of humanizes the person behind social media a little bit um but trust me there are times when people are like oh you're so patient you're so this and i'm like gosh i wish everything could be mm-hmm. captured because obviously you know mm-hmm. we know real life and yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Not, it's not all it's all Peaches it's and not cream. All, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no and, and that's why i love your stories and like what you put out as content because it is the raw you like i don't know when i see when i meet you 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 just make funny faces and noises and you know, just, just so, like, filter-free. And I'm just, like, a lot of people are fake. Like, you know, they want to put on a show of who they are. But behind the scenes, they might be amazing people. We don't see that because they, yeah. they don't think that they may be or they don't want to, you know, show it. I think it. it goes both ways, though, too, because I do also think that some people don't want to see that aspect of it. There are some people, mm-hmm. and, and it's all about mm-hmm. who your demographic is, yeah. who you're catering to, who your audience is. Because I think there are some people that really enjoy almost like a Pinterest on Instagram mm-hmm. where you go on and you find the tutorials you're looking for, or you find the outfits you're looking for, mm-hmm. and not necessarily have the fluff or the mm-hmm. rawness or realness. Like mm-hmm. some people love the curated thing, and I think you are seeing that shift, especially in Instagram um, or on Instagram, where it started when it first started. It was it was made almost for photography, where mm-hmm. it's very beautiful curated photos, mm-hmm. and now years later, you're seeing a kind of back to basics rawness where it's like very real mm-hmm. you know it doesn't matter if your grid is so perfectly like seamlessly coordinated color wise mm-hmm. or image wise mm-hmm. people just want to see stuff they yeah. want to see you with your kids or they want to see the raw photo of this or they want to see just the real you mm-hmm. so I, mm-hmm. I actually love that for yeah. me it's a time where I feel like I can shine a little bit because I don't always have the luxury of taking professional photos you know yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm your professional photographer yeah. once in a while. That's true. I do. I do put you to work when we're on vacation. That's very true. And I do amazing work. You do. <laughs> <laughs> there she is, guys. I'm getting a real dose of Puerto Rico. <laughs> they already know I'm crazy. <laughs> but, um, you know, one thing that I do love about, about you is that, like, I think a lot of my girlfriends kind of complain about this. They complain about, like, a few things. One is clothing right we don't know how to match clothing half the time like when we go to the store like I'll never buy skirts because I will never know how to buy a top for it so I just wear one I just buy dresses because it's one piece right what I like about you is you you go to stores that normal people go to right mm-hmm. like I'm not a Louboutin or like kind of girl all the time or like a Chanel wear or anything like that but um I, I go to all the normal stores every everybody else goes to but matching things for me is just like I, I have no clue. And so a lot of my girlfriends, they go through the same thing. And they actually ask me, and I'm like, I'm the worst at fashion. I'm the wrong person. You're going to walk out looking like a clown if you come to me. Um, but I think you do a good job because I, I always notice, like, you know, you go to these stores, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, that, that top makes sense with those pants, right? And it kind of brings it to, like, I don't have to spend $1,000 on an outfit to, you know, um, to look great. I can go to these stores and still look great. Well, thank you. I think for me, that's exactly kind of what my 
tagline is, mm-hmm. I feel like, when I try to sell myself um, or market myself to brands as well as um, different companies I'm working with is the message I want to give off is a little bit more like aspirational yet approachable. Mm-hmm. So it's exactly that. It was, and that can cross over in anything as mm-hmm. a mom, in beauty, in fashion, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh my gosh, you go on to Pinterest. I keep using Pinterest as an example because I feel like there's so much out there yeah. that everyone wants to aspire to be. And yeah. it's like, oh my God, that that's so beautiful. That's what I want to look like when I'm pregnant. Or that's what I want my house to look like. And it's hard because you go on, you're inundated with All this endless amounts of pictures and imagery and then we kind of are overwhelmed. And so like you said, when you go to the store mm-hmm. or when I go to Home Goods, or when I go somewhere, I'm like, oh my God, how do I style this? And how do mm-hmm. I style that? Mm-hmm. Um, what I like to do is I like to take, for me, it's a nice challenge. I love to take an outfit that I might see on the red carpet and be like, okay, I can make this my own. Mm-hmm. And also share it with my girls. Mm-hmm. You know, To me, it's like amazing if I find that LBD that Victoria Beckham is selling, mm-hmm. but I find a comparable thing for under $100, you know? Yeah. Um, it's actually a win. You're like, yeah. oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, so highs and lows are huge for me, mm-hmm. and especially in beauty. And for and it's interesting because sometimes people will be like, oh, my gosh, you always usually give great recs for, you know, really approachable drugstore finds. How come this is uh, $100? And I'm like, well, two things. One, I'm 38 now, so for me, my skin is going to be essential. So mm-hmm. what I put on it, there are going to be products that I might spend $150 on. Yeah. But I'm mindful of it, you know what I mean? So I, I try to usually give alternatives. Like if you don't want to spend the $150 or if you're in your 20s and you don't need to spend $150 on a vitamin C or you shouldn't be spending that much anyways on a vitamin C. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, if there's something, um, then I like to give those alternatives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, which is good because, you know, like, yeah, as you age, you do need to spend a little bit more money on your facial. Like I spend, I do spend a good amount on my face cream. Mm-hmm. But on my makeup, I don't I don't feel like I have to spend that much more. Um, I think, you know, like you give a good example of like going to the drugstore and giving, you know, um, and purchasing, you know, affordable things. I think it has to do so much with how you take care of yourself first. So it, it has more to do with the time investment than it does the financial investment, personally speaking. So, and what I mean by that is like, you can't, we can't go back and change what we've done in the past, but like. Start with your SPF when you're 20, you know, mm-hmm. like, and even I have women that are now, they're like, I'm 32 now. Do you think it's too late? And I'm like, you know, yeah, you didn't start wearing your SPF when you maybe should have, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't start now. Like yeah. start now, you do it all the way down to your neck, you know, all these things that you are privy to now start mm-hmm. implementing them. Mm-hmm. But because obviously it's like anything, the base is everything. So it's like, if you start with good skin, good makeup's going to follow. Yeah. It's going to be a lot easier to achieve that. And really... This applies, again, to everything. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Mm -hmm. You can buy the best of the best makeup. You Mm -hmm. can buy the best of the best clothes. But if you don't know how to apply it and you don't know how to style things properly, it's not going to look that way, right? right. So um, I think the investment, again, is more in the time that you spend That's true. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, the biggest thing was, and we're going to talk about Ami in a second, but um, herself. But I think the biggest thing was, like, finding the right products for you that Mm -hmm. work for you right so you know like the biggest thing was like all these influencers or content creators have all these um things that you can use on your face and stuff and they and you know it's a lot of it's expensive and stuff but then when you go and try it on yourself it's like oh i don't look good as that person or it doesn't fit but i think the key is find what works for you well i think i think you bring up another good point which is exactly why 
outlets like Instagram have become so popular because it's not just the advertising and commercials that we see on TV that we used to see where everybody was so perfect and also fit just a perfect box, which I think is so relevant right now, right? The reason I think someone like me um, has space and has been able to make a career out of something on Instagram is because I can check a box that wasn't was void before, mm-hmm. which is one, I'm of a certain age. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a 25 year old woman who's sitting here with perfect skin doing this and that. Like I'm, me. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> me. I'm, you know, almost 40 and I'm talking from true experience after having kids, going through hormonal changes, going through different skincare needs, all these kinds of things. So I'm talking about that from that point of view. And I'm also talking about life after kids where I think people forget. And I think even the industry, like beauty, fashion, everyone is starting to perk up again and be like, oh gosh, these are women who one, have the disposable income to spend on Mm -hmm. themselves, but also that want to. We Mm -hmm. now have the flexibility to be like, you know what? I've had kids. I'm starting to kind of focus on myself again. Mm -hmm. So what do I do? And they don't know where to turn to because Mm -hmm. like you said, what looks good on someone else doesn't always look good on you. So what I feel like I've provided and what I really appreciate and I really like is using my Instagram as like almost a focus group mm-hmm. where when girls ask me questions, mm-hmm. I know what they're looking for. They're looking for, oh, they want to know what color my, my foundation is because they see themselves in me. They yeah. see that they can't test things at the drugstore, but oh, Emmy tried that and she really liked it. Mm-hmm. So let me try that color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, understanding undertone, all these things. Because I'll tell you the biggest pet peeve I used to have before getting into makeup myself when I was younger was going to Sephora, spending $300 and mm-hmm. coming home and being like, oh man, I hate this color on me. Yeah. I don't like this. So I think that's what these kind of platforms provide. Mm-hmm. No, I totally get it. That's um, that's a huge thing for many, many people is like going to the store, buying all this stuff. And, and you know, a lot of people even try on, they have like these makeup artists at Sephora and stuff, but for some reason, the lighting and everything's amazing in those stores, but then when you go home, you're like, oh crap. Well, I think it's also just the education, which we're learning is so important now mm-hmm. for different skin tones. Before, everyone was in, you know, one of maybe four buckets, mm-hmm. and now it's become so dimensional. Like, mm-hmm. South Asians don't fall into Asian, you know, mm-hmm. and that took forever. And I remember for me, it would always be like, oh, but you have, you know, you could be Latina, you could be more Asian. It's like, no, I'm South Asian. I have a very different undertone mm-hmm. than my, um, you know, other other women so um I think people are just becoming educated and also knowledgeable about stuff and so it's great because on Instagram when you can take that and say hey if you look like me these are options I'm giving you and that's why I always say there's so much room for everyone because there's always going to be someone that you fill the need or the void for Mm -hmm. no for sure now okay so now I want to talk about Ami's private life okay (laughs) okay so Ami and her husband and their children are as picture perfect as you see online okay (laughs) they are to me they are because I just love all of them so much but talk to me about like tell me about like your love story so Viral and I met when we were 12 which I think is so funny I think I always have to preface it because growing up people would be like or when we first got together like oh wait so were you guys arranged and I'm like no we were not arranged (laughs) But my mom and his mom grew up in India together. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, wow. They would see each other during summers. Mm-hmm. It's um, It was actually really cute because when we went to go visit my ba in India, um, she would call his mom. Like she had a little nickname for her. I forgot what it was. But it was really cute. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, they met there. They knew each So that's how they knew each other. But when they all moved to the States mm-hmm. um, after be- getting married and whatnot, they lost touch. So yeah. like my mom and my dad did not 
necessarily hang out with his mom, his parents, mm-hmm. but we knew of, they knew of each other. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, life goes on. And when I was about 12, I met Vero at a family friend's house <laughs> and we were all playing basketball. And I remember I was such a big tomboy because I have an older brother who's seven, like six years older than so me. So he was 15? So who, Millen? Vero. Vero was 13. I was 12. Oh, you're only a year apart. Yeah, we're only okay. a year apart. Okay. And I just remember all the kids were playing basketball and I saw him and I was like, who is this little scrawny kid who, <laughs> who hasn't grown into his ears yet but is so adorable? <laughs> Whooped his butt in basketball. Uh Uh-huh. Of course she did. And I don't know why, but I was also very, I just have always been very outspoken. Like, I'm one of those people, if I like something, if I know I want something, I'll say it. And so I told him, I was like, I'm going to marry you one day. And he's like, you are crazy. And... You know, whatever it was like. I, I can totally see Emmy <laughs> yeah. walking up with her hand on her hip, like I'm gonna so marry you one day, and him be like, what? <laughs> but mind you, I was in like Vans and like knee shorts and, and a big baggy shirt because I was a tomboy. Yeah. He was like, okay, and we would see each other maybe once a year, you know, kind of thing. And then um, when I was 16, I saw him again at a family party, and oh, I had later? completely okay. grown into a girl. And like he kind of was like, whoa. <laughs> and we kept in touch, and um, had he grown into his ears? He had grown into his ears. Yes, okay. yes. Slowly, he was growing into his ears. <laughs> and we always had this mutual kind of like, "You're so cute." Like one day we'll be together, kind of thing. But you know, he was. So he was interested too. First, sure, of course, he was. Come on. Yeah, he might say otherwise. He was definitely interested. And then um, college came. He went to Berkeley. I was still in high school. He had actually asked me to his high school prom. Um. I Were you in the same high school? No, that's why. It was, this was back in, you know, the early 90s, so it was mm-hmm. different. It mm-hmm. was like, there was no, AOL Instant Messenger was the only thing we had. Mm-hmm. And, like, getting to and from each other, you know, was mm-hmm. impossible and stuff. So, um, he had asked me to his prom, and I couldn't go because I had SATs the next day because I was a year younger. So, mm-hmm. my dad was like, thank you so much, but no. Aww. And so, I couldn't go. And Did your parents know you liked each other? Totally, but okay. they were just like... My mom was actually like, I don't think this is a good idea. I know his mom. What if things don't work out? And I was like, mm-hmm. well, I always tease her now. Like, can you imagine, mom? Like, mm-hmm. three children later, three mm-hmm. grandchildren later, can you imagine if we never got together? Mm-hmm. But um, I'll, I'll tell you guys about it. But it was really cute because he asked me to his prom, which was going to be at the Biltmore in downtown LA. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go with him. And I remember he was like prom king or something. And he, and he really wanted to have a date that, mm-hmm. you know, he liked or whatever. So he couldn't go. But then it was so cute because we, when we got married, years later, mm-hmm. we got married at the Biltmore. Aww. So it was really cute. So then like, you guys I were prom my, king and queen. Yeah, yeah. No, never. <laughs> but it was it was a cute little kind of full circle moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he went to Berkeley. I went to Berkeley. When I started going to Berkeley, we started dating. Did you go to Berkeley for him? or is, no, that, no, okay. no, 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 no. I mean, a lot. Of, I, I, pretty much a lot of our family. My brother yeah. went to Berkeley. Mil- all, you know, yeah. a lot of us went to Berkeley. So... Um, but basically, when I was 18, 19, that's when we started dating, mm-hmm. and we never looked back. So that's it's been it. crazy. Yeah. So you guys have been together together since college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since college. It's crazy, because now we look at our own kids who are, you know, six and seven, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's only, like, they are literally, Mila is me, mm-hmm. and Riyadh is yeah. him. Yeah. So it's so bizarre seeing them together, because I'm like, this is so weird. This is almost going to be in five more years. This is what we were, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's crazy to think, like, we've known each other for more than we've been, more of our lives than we've been alone. We've yeah. been together, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, which is really nice because I think that that just shows it's it's a blessing in so many ways that 
I'm with my best friend and, yeah. you know, like my partner in life that I found at such a young age. Mm-hmm. It's always definitely one of those things, like when friends ask, it's like the grass is always greener. Like there mm-hmm. are things that we didn't get to do when we were younger. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't trade that for the world because yeah. I feel like I found... You know, you didn't need my... to. You didn't need to date other people, which yeah. sucks. I will tell you from experience, it's not the best. Yeah. Um. But um. No, I mean, yeah. A, a lot of people that meet at a younger age, like yeah. in high school, college, you notice like their the divorce rate is higher, right? Because you grow apart, you grow into different people. Yeah. You want different things, and then both of you kind of kind of go your own way, right? Emotionally and mentally. Yeah. You still, I mean, and I and. First of all, I'll say this right off the bat. There's no such thing as, like, perfect marriages. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much Instagram wants to show it and how many pretty pictures I post. It is hard, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's definitely one of those things that it ha- it requires work on both sides. Yeah. One person cannot want it more than the other. It has to be a, a mutually um, reciprocated partnership mm-hmm. that you both want it. And, yes, there are going to be times where one of you fights for something more than the other. Mm-hmm. But it always has to be something that you guys are like, we're in this. Like, mm-hmm. for me and Viral, it was always one of those things, especially after getting married, where we were like, okay, now we're in this for life. So let's figure this out. And there's got to be something so, you know, I, I, I don't want to think about it, what, what would cause us to ever be apart. But, like, there is nothing. Like, we have to treat this as though with – the most utmost respect mm-hmm. and and sensitivity and everything, you know. So like we have to be really thoughtful about each other and mm-hmm. and every year. We I try... feel like he's a little bit more thoughtful than oh, you, really? but okay. that's just my thing. There she is. <laughs> he is. I'm not gonna lie. He is. But I think one thing that we do that I love is like every year because it's easy. It's easy to like you know kind of lose the passion, yeah. lose that lust, lose those things that kind of originally drew you guys together but mm-hmm. I also think it's a testament to what your relationship can be and mm-hmm. is and mm-hmm. how strong it is but like before kids we got married when we were 25 we made a rule where we were like let's travel every year mm-hmm. that we can this is also the great thing of having older siblings they're like travel as much as you can because yeah. we didn't do that mm-hmm. so every year we do like a huge international trip and it was like the one thing where we took two days we would sit down, we'd talk about our highs, our lows for the year, mm-hmm. make up like goal settings for the next year. And I, it, it was so great because for me, those are things that I dread doing for mm-hmm. Viral, like being a very finance and yeah. you know business kind of mind. He loved it. But it was a great exercise because mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it makes you, forces you to sit down, evaluate your life, mm-hmm. talk about issues you have, mm-hmm. things you want to work on, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of keep the lines of communication open, which I think sometimes can fade. Yeah. And so I think that's really important. But again, it is work. Mm-hmm. All of it's work. It's not like, oh, love yeah. is just so easy and yeah. it's not going to require um, any effort. It, it requires a lot, you know? No, I totally get it. And yeah, having being together for so long, did you guys have any moments of like, we're just growing apart? I, you know, I don't think it's growing apart, but I do think you grow, mm-hmm. right? So like, yes, especially... Because we met at such a young age, mm-hmm. we met at 18. So think about it, 18 to 38, it's been 20 years. You definitely go through a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. And you and I think it depends on your type of personality. I have more of a personality that I'm a very easygoing person, right? Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm a very easygoing person. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I adapt to my surroundings very easily. Um, I have a very strong point of view. And when I do, I will make sure I let it be known. But... Viral is very, he's always been 
again, he's very selfless. And so, like, when he knows something's important to me, he'll make sure it's a priority. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I think that the biggest thing has been, it's not necessarily that one of us is growing apart. It's just different. Like, Mm -hmm. your goals change, right? Mm -hmm. Like, in our 20s, we went through all that together. It was like... Ooh, we're getting married and then we're going to party together and like, you know, do this and travel and this and that. Your needs and your problems are different. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when we decided started having kids, it was about kids and like Mm -hmm. life with that and how do you balance that. Now, I think that's when you can start seeing people and friends start drifting from one of like their partners. Mm -hmm. And that's because after kids, you guys have to have a very, I think, you for us at least, um, aligned sense of how you're going to parent. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many different schools of thoughts and there's different mm-hmm. ways to child rear. For us, yeah. it was very important that like our children become a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people go into a bubble and they very much sur- like create their lives around their kids. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not to say one way is better than the other. Mm-hmm. For us, we still wanted to, we had kids when we were young, 30 mm-hmm. years old, you know, mm-hmm. and we were still having kids, but we didn't want that to stop us from socializing and mm-hmm. doing things. We still want to be amazing parents, amazing friends, mm-hmm. and kind of do that in a modern approach. Yeah. And still do the Kumon, but still party, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so I think it was just coming to agreements on certain things. But, like, for instance, Viral, especially, like, post-35, I will say, he has become so less. Like, he's such a party animal, and mm-hmm. he's become so much less of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he doesn't enjoy necessarily going out to... If you were to ask him, like, let's go out to a club, he'd be like, no. And I don't think I would want to either, but I would love to go to a bar and sit there and, like, drink and, you know. Yeah. He's more of the type, like, one-on-one, let's hang out with a couple or let's hang out with a friend and catch up so I can really, really get to know things. Mm -hmm. And I love, like, kind of going into a party and just being like, hey, guys, what's up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I I get that. I mean, I think with age, it does come, like, you know, I'm much older and I still club, but there's also this part of me that's my... But you're still trying to meet someone, too, so it's, like, a different... It is different, yeah, I am, but I don't think I'm going to meet anybody at a club going down, like, you know, boogieing or anything, but... (laughs) No, but there is something to be said about, like, you know, having a one-on-one, and and one of the things you said is parenting like mm-hmm. co-parenting is hard like parenting to, like you have different opinions because I know like right now you know we have friends and family that are going through like should we put our kids in public school private school yeah. and if you guys are not on the same value system or on the same page it can go really bad oh, yeah yeah that's why I think it's really important well a couple of things like for instance if you marry someone and then you find out two years later they don't want to have kids that's going to be a huge point of contention that yeah. could lead to divorce right yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as child rearing goes, like if you're not happy with, if, if Viral was one that was like, I don't want you to work after we're married or we have kids, that would be a problem for me. Yeah. Right. Like things like that. And so those are things that you would probably want to communicate, mm-hmm. but sometimes they don't come up and sometimes they're not things that you necessarily talk about, but mm-hmm. I think it's, that's why it's really important like to have the respect to listen, mm-hmm. to be willing to change, mm-hmm. to be willing to meet halfway. Mm-hmm. Like these are all things that compromise you have to do you know and that's where I say it's work Mm -hmm. and also like the whole thing with like date night and like having time alone these are all things that in the beginning are very fun and natural but eventually I don't want to say that it's something that you have to schedule and do but like when you have three kids yeah it is something you schedule Mm -hmm. and you do but when you're in the moment it's amazing do you do do date nights like do we do I mean you know right now it's crazy with with, three yeah with with, yeah with three kids everything yeah it's um it's crazy but 
Yes, and, and for us, date night changes a lot, right? It doesn't mean necessarily getting dressed up and going somewhere. It could be like, put the kids down early. Yeah. Let's go downstairs. We're not going to just immediately eat and watch something. Mm-hmm. Let's like actually talk mm-hmm. and let's have a list of things that we really want to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it just varies. It's different, but it's time together and mm-hmm. it's quality time together. Mm-hmm. And even if that's talking about work stuff, which is sometimes so annoying because you're working all day and then you come home and you don't necessarily want to talk to each other about certain things, mm-hmm. but it's good because then, like, for me and him, we have completely different career paths, yeah. completely different, you yeah. know? So he doesn't understand anything I do, mm-hmm. and I don't understand anything he does, yeah. but we get a good sense of that by talking about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, because I think a lot of times I hear, like, guys like, oh, I want somebody in the same, like, field as me so we can bounce ideas off of each other and stuff. I'm kind of like that, too. Like, I'm very entrepreneurial-minded, and I would hope that I marry or, you know, I'm with somebody that's also entrepreneurial-minded. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that it can and cannot work out. But I also think sometimes the opposite is always good because you get a different perspective totally. on things. Totally, yeah. Um, but like when when you told um, uh, Viral, there's two questions. When you told Viral that, um, hey, because you were doing like producing TV stuff, yeah, TV yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. and then you went from that to doing you know yeah. like this content creation. How how did you kind of guys talk about it? Because now you're working from home or like doing. You know, I think other it was it was a very natural transition, especially because TV kind of became internet mm-hmm. became what it is now. Yeah. you know what I mean. So it was a natural progression for me. But he's always been so supportive, and he mm-hmm. loves it. Like mm-hmm. when I was working for OWN, when I was doing shoots and you know just being able to tour things like that he loved it he was always like this is so awesome like you get to do something that so many people would love to do and you know why not and even after kids he was very supportive like Mm -hmm. if this works for you let's do it and you also have to remember what makes sense like there there's so many other factors that come into play like for instance if you're working a job prior to kids that makes sense um for you and your partner and for your family household it makes sense uh, but post kids, you also have to think like, is what I'm doing that out the, the time I'm investing, the money I'm making, does it make sense then for me to leave my child mm-hmm. for daycare or to have a nanny full time mm-hmm. with what I'm making and bringing home? And you know, it's mm-hmm. like, what makes sense for me? I was kind of, I was at a crossroads where I was like, I don't want to be on call 24 seven. I mean, there were like, when I was producing, it was like, you're on call on weekends to mm-hmm. go stake out certain things. This is like at the height of 24-7, not, not news news, not mm-hmm. hard news, but like TMZ what? kind yeah, of news, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And so it'd be like, oh, we're going to need you on call for this weekend. I'd be like, what? Like, where? And I'm like being called to go to Mexico City for the weekend to... That sounds um, fun. But it was fun. I mean, you know, in your, in your mid-20s, it was super fun. Yeah. Like cover drug cartels in spring break, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But... Then you start realizing (laughs) when I was like 27, 20, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to start having kids soon. Yeah. And I stopped and I kind of looked around and I was like, there's so many women that I see thriving in their careers, but they don't have kids or it's not a priority for them. Mm -hmm. Or if they do have kids, they completely stop. And I was like, how do I figure this out Mm -hmm. in a way where I can do both? Mm -hmm. Because for me, it was really about, I don't want to just become a housewife. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say that. It's not housewife um, because... Being a mom is a full-time job it in is. itself. But it's like I, the worst job, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to deal with it, but when I, when I see it, I'm you like, do. You take Ooh. care of your niece and nephew so much. But I think it, it was more that I just wanted to, I knew what would drive me and what, what would fulfill me, which mm-hmm. I feel like so many women overlook, mm-hmm. and which is why it's sometimes hard for them to find themselves again or why they're not fulfilled. And I knew 
for me as a woman and as a mother, if I really, really want to be there for my family, mm -hmm. they have to, um, I have to take care of myself first and I have to have certain things satisfied for me, mm -hmm. which half of that was like doing something outside of the family life. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was one of my things that I was like, how do I make that work? Mm -hmm. And so then that's when I started like my beauty business and I left producing and then I got kind of called back into the producing world doing freelance and then I ended up posting for the own show, which was great because mm -hmm. I was still able to go in, film, and also take care of babies, you know? Yeah. So it kind of worked itself out. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's kind of where we are now. But it's all hard work. It wasn't just put on your lap, right? Like you had to fight for those um, parts. Is that true? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, it was different. So I, I wasn't like acting and I wasn't doing stuff like that, but I was um, trying to host stuff. And so when OWN, which was the Oprah Net Winfrey Network's uh, hosting job finished, I remember I was like, I really want to do something still in this space. Mm -hmm. But it was really hard because, mm -hmm. again, TV was transitioning to online or digital. Mm -hmm. And people were already establishing themselves, but they, they wanted to, like, at that time, it was like at the advent of, like, the mom mom life or that mom subcategory but mm -hmm. it wasn't fully there yet yeah. you know you didn't see as much of the mom material and I was like there it should be there like it should be your beauty around mom stuff mm -hmm. and like how to make that angle work and people got it but they weren't fully there and I realized why it was because they wanted to see it mm -hmm. they wanted to see it produced mm -hmm. it was no longer where it's like pitch me an idea and then we'll put a team together and you'll start creating the content it was like show me the content Show me it works on YouTube because at this point YouTube is still yeah is big and you know people are becoming celebrities or public figures on Instagram and social media so it's like show me that there's an audience here mm -hmm. so then I realized I was like I keep pitching these great ideas but nobody's listening because I don't have a follow yeah. so then I was like you know what and this was like in 2017 I was like I'm gonna actually do this myself and that's when I kind of sat down and I started treating Instagram as a job mm -hmm. and it was like okay start doing, creating content, have a calendar of like, of, of stuff that's going to go up, beauty related, baby related, however it is. And that's where I started really finding my voice and mm -hmm. being like, okay, everything I do is going to have some sort of angle around it, mm -hmm. being a mom or um, how to make it work in your busy lifestyle, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, instead of it just being me competing with 20 year olds that are already really famous on Instagram or whatever, yeah. it wasn't like, how to do a cut crease. It was like, how to achieve a really pretty smoky eye, but like in five minutes, because yeah. that's all the time I have. Yeah. So there must be other women out there too. So talk to me about how you're balancing your work life with mommy life. Cause now we're on baby number three and you know, like it's, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's stressful. Yeah. I always, it's interesting. People always ask about like, you know, having it all and, and that kind of thing. And it always makes me cringe a little bit because I don't think no matter who you are, I don't think having it all is really attainable. And I think it almost, it hurts people when they, when they look, Yeah, it, it, it brings down or it kind of gives a blow. I'm saying this wrong, but it's like, it just makes it seem like, oh, it's not something I can ever do. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's setting too, it's high expectations. Yeah. And I think um, having it all, you're right, is actually the wrong term because have what you want doesn't exactly. mean have all. It. Yeah, and, right? and what does that mean? Everybody measures success and what all means differently. Yeah. For me, it's really about striking a balance. Mm -hmm. So it's literally about calibrating where you are in your life. And and if you, if you have compartments in your life where it could be like work and life, mm -hmm. There are going to be times where work might have precedence over life mm -hmm. and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And what you have to be comfortable with, especially for me, and I'm speaking in my own 
for my own self as a woman and as a mother and wife is, you know, there are times where I have taken on the role because of what I've wanted to do. I wanted to have a career where I can pretty much be home all the time mm-hmm. and also be there with my kids. That mm-hmm. was really important to me. But there are going to be times where a project has to be put on hold because the kids are sick or someone is, you know, mm-hmm. not able to do something or someone needs to go to the doctor or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I have to realize that when those times happen, mm-hmm. I can't be two places at once. Yeah. And so I have to just let it go. And that's been the hardest thing is like letting go mm-hmm. and understanding that like it's going to take time for that to happen. Yeah. And I think sometimes what happens in this world is that everybody wants something so instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Everybody compares themselves to other people. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, she's doing that. And then it's like, oh, well, she doesn't have two kids, so she doesn't know what it's like. It's like, you know what? It doesn't matter if she has kids. It doesn't matter if she has all the time in the world. You do what you can do mm-hmm. and be okay with that. Because mm-hmm. if you constantly are playing this rat race of like, comparison and what are they doing and I'm not doing mm-hmm. or how do I you know make sure I am 50 50 it's like it's you're gonna drive yourself crazy mm-hmm. so for me it's really knowing that like there are times where I'm gonna have to give 80% at home mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have to be okay with 20% yeah. with work yeah. and if that sacrifices that a little bit it's fine because I know that when I actually do my work mm-hmm. it's gonna speak for itself mm-hmm. but like even right now I'm gonna be on maternity leave I mean I keep saying because you know it's been a few years since I've had a baby but like I keep saying, like, oh, I'll be off for four to six weeks. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm going to realize I need three months maternity leave. Mm-hmm. And so these projects that I have lined up may not get mm-hmm. done, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm also the type of person that doesn't want to commit to something unless I know I can finish it. Yeah. So there's that struggle, you yeah. know. But yeah. I think it's about identifying what the needs are mm-hmm. and like understanding that you have to compromise with yourself too. Mm-hmm. You can't give a hundred percent all the time to everything. Right. And and I think in your world it's it's pretty competitive too, yeah. right? So yeah. if you take too much time off, can you fall behind? I mean you can, but I think it's all relative again. I think for me I, again, don't have an account where it's fully just videos on beauty stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. if nobody knew about my personal life mm-hmm. and they knew me as being someone that puts out, pumps out content, 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 where it's like a beauty look every other day, Mm -hmm. that'd be different, right? And then all of a sudden I fall off and it's a month later and it's like, wait, how come you haven't posted anything? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, because I had a baby. And people are like, wait, what? You have a, like, you have, you're married and you have kids? For me, people know pretty much like my life. So Mm -hmm. it's sort of like they go with me. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the content that I am creating right now and a lot of the partnerships that I'm doing right now are around baby stuff, Mm -hmm. right? So it's about like skincare related to baby or newborn stuff. So Mm -hmm. It kind of goes hand in hand with it. Yeah. Um, and for me, even if the content changes a little bit, my my audience knows that. Yeah. And I think that's the good great thing about like your content is because it's not just focused on one thing. It's focused on your life transitions. Yeah. Right? Like whatever you're going through at that moment is what your content will produce. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. So the next next things would be like all this baby stuff and yeah. how to like raise a newborn and yeah. maybe all that. Yeah, kind of and then stuff. it's about applying it again if you want to talk about it in terms of like how your life then transitions into a career situation. Mm-hmm. For me, it's taking that and saying, yes, now I'm going to try and make this into something that I can work with brands about because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, how do you deal with postpartum skin? How do you postpartum weight loss? Yeah. How do you, you know, um, women who are 40 yeah how are you dealing with certain things you know so yeah. it's about kind of 
relating it and making it relatable to. And I think those are huge because I see all these, I'm not postpartum in any way, but (laughs) I see all these like um, videos and stuff of all these women that lost all this weight after having a baby. And I'm like, damn, that's like amazing. But is it really true that every person can achieve that? Yeah. Right. And it's, yeah, it's not, you know, but I mean, I'm hoping to, uh, kind of document my whole C-section and see if it's something that, you know, is doable. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something I'd love to share because I think it's a really interesting question. I, I had that question before I had kids, mm-hmm. you know, like, what is this really like? What yeah. what does your belly look like after you have birth? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what is life like? Yeah. And, and, you know, I was just thinking about this the other day. My friend just had a baby and I feel like she's really lost because she doesn't really know what forum to listen to or mm-hmm. go to or who to go to. She luckily ended up hiring like one of those um, mid midwives, mm-hmm. the one that post post baby midwife. Oh, like a night nurse kind of thing. I don't know. It's some kind of like a, a woman. Oh, that, like a mother's helper. Yeah, There's, yeah, they yeah. have mother's helpers and stuff like that. Yeah. Because she just was stuck. She's like, I don't yeah. know who to balance these things it's off. Hard. of. People don't tell me. And it's really hard. The one biggest piece of advice I got as first new moms go is, um, you know, one today's day and age, you have so much information being thrown at mm-hmm. you. So you have Facebook groups, you have this, you have that, you have everything. Mm -hmm. But I would say the best thing that I ever got advice on was seek advice from those that you find yourself to be the most like. So for instance, if you have friends, and there's not to say that, again, there's, you know, there's so many different ways Mm -hmm. of parenting, but like, if you know you have a friend, like I have a friend that is so by the book so scheduled, so mm-hmm. regimented, mm-hmm. has a PowerPoint, has everything scheduled. And that's just not how I operate. Yeah. But so her advice on how to nurse and how to sleep train and how to parent might be very different than mine. Yeah. When I talk to her, I get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And when she gives me advice, unsolicited or even asked, I get very overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But then I have other friends and I'm like, you know what? I like that. Like you guys waited to sleep train until they were six weeks or six months, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And... You guys still go out to dinners even if it's past their bedtime. Mm-hmm. And okay, I'm gonna ask them about what yeah. you know how to do this mm-hmm. because then you're kind of slowly adapting to how it is mm-hmm. versus all of a sudden taking on someone else's yeah. viewpoints and, yeah. and how they operate. You no, know? that makes yeah, that's that makes great sense because you you don't I and it's it's a lot of anxiety to follow someone else who you don't really follow yeah. their you know advice or don't or school or, of thought under, yeah or school of thought mm-hmm. they're like yeah their thought process. Um, awesome. So what, um, what, do you have any like other things you want to let you, the audience know? Something, something somebody doesn't know about um, me. Hmm. I don't know. I this is like tricky one because I did not prepare you for this. Yeah. I feel like I know. I feel like everyone, I don't know. I think the funny thing is I think sometimes people think I come off as more serious on Instagram or like they don't realize how silly and actually mm-hmm. dorky I am. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm such a, you know, in front yeah. of the family. Like very easy going. Yeah. You even tell me like, oh, I'm going to put this up on, you know, Instagram. I'm like, go ahead. <laughs> but I think it's more that I'm such a silly person at the core, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. I'm not serious at all. So, mm-hmm. and I've always been like that. Um, but I maybe, I guess, don't let everyone see that side of me mm-hmm. um, always. So mm-hmm. that's just it. Yeah, no, I, I, I see I'm it just afterwards. the funniest person ever. She thinks she's funny, <laughs> but we're just going to let her have that for right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Ami. You're and, so um, welcome. What is your Insta? Let, let's let everybody know what's your oh, Insta. Oh, it's Ami Desai. So, Ami Desai. That's A-M-I Desai. S-A-I. And she has a beautiful photo in there. It should be with me, but that's okay. Beautiful. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> And then, um, are you on YouTube as well at all? Yes. Uh, YouTube is 
my maiden name, so Ami Rowell. But you can just find Ami Decide too, and it'll be up there. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today and talking to us about like work-life balance and. You know, I think it's huge because a lot of people are going through that, you know, right now, especially with like when you just, you know, you've been married for so many years and you can get, you know, stuck and not knowing like what your next steps in life are. And if you don't know if your husband's going to believe in you enough to take the next transition in life, it's just, you know, a lot people go yeah, through. Yeah, there's so. a lot. And, you, and, and again, it goes just back to, especially with a partnership, having open lines of communication and being really honest with yourself as well as your partner about what it is you want out of the relationship. Because the more you harbor that, the harder it's going to be down the line Mm -hmm. to, you know, kind of cross those bridges. Yep, definitely. Well, thanks for talking to me finally after forever. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Welcome. Till next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Show job.